What's cracking, hockey fans? It is the final countdown until we get to real Seattle Kraken games that count towards the official inaugural season record. We're going to go over everything you need to know heading into the game against Vegas. We're going to give you updates from training camp and, of course, some of the fantastic beat writers covering the Kraken, as well as Olympic roster updates and what that could potentially mean for this show right here, Locked on Kraken. All that coming up, and we thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. Let's get cracking, folks. We haven't played a game yet, but the word is already out that we've got some you know, crazy passionate fans, and uh, we can't wait to start playing hockey in front of them. You are locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. All right, Kraken fans, again, welcome to our Monday show of Locked on Kraken. This is the last show ever for Locked on Kraken in which we will be podcasting on a day that is not part of the regular season for the Seattle Kraken. Tomorrow's show will technically come out before the Seattle Kraken take on the Vegas Golden Knights, but it will be a game day. We're so excited. Can you tell that I'm excited? All right, so here's what we need to know. The Seattle Kraken are going to be going on the road. I know we talked about the the schedule last week, but um, let me see if I can pull it up for you here again. But we talked about the Seattle Kraken schedule. They're going to open on the road against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And here's the thing about the Golden Knights. I might have made a bold prediction <laughs> regarding the Seattle Kraken and uh, what they could do comparative to the Golden Knights. So we're definitely going to talk about that probably Wednesday or Thursday show to see the baseline now and how well that prediction is going to stand. But if you're not already locked on the NHL national show, make sure you do that. Bold predictions show is up for you. Link as always in the description. But here are a few things that we should talk about. Let's talk about the roster. So today we should get some final roster updates, but there are going to be some decisions that the Seattle Kraken have to make. Either way, they were going to have to do this. We've got Yanni Gord coming back from an injury. Colin Blackwell has yet to report to camp. And unless he comes through today, which is highly unlikely, he will have not practiced at all with the team ahead of the regular season. Now, when I was in Seattle, I talked to you about this. We heard from head coach Dave Haxtell. He said it's not looking great for the opening roster just with the amount of days left and the fact that he hasn't reported. But what overall does that mean? We're also, we also know that uh, Callie Yonkrock, Yonkrock uh, in COVID protocol. So has been in COVID protocol as of Friday. If you follow Marissa and Jemmy, friend of the podcast on social media, then you know that she noticed that Yanni, or excuse me, that Callie Yonkruk was not on the ice for Thursday's practice. Again, link to her notebook, her Seattle Kraken notebook in the show notes. Check that out. So a few things that we need to know about COVID protocol does not necessarily mean that uh, 
Callie or any player in protocol tested positive, it could be that they were in close uh, association to someone who tested positive. We don't know. And that information is not being uh, made available by Dave Haxtell, at least. Um, what that means, though, is that Yarn Crook will have to uh, take, I believe it's three tests and have three negative tests um, simultaneously uh, consecutive negative tests before being able to return to practice if it's an exposure situation. If it is that uh, Callie himself is dealing with COVID, then it's about when the symptoms start and stop and then a specific period of time after that. But I link, I will link the protocol for you if you really want to check that out. Also, Marissa and Jemmy does a great job with an overview. So that's what we know about yarn crock. So no Blackwell in the starting lineup, no yarn crook likely in the starting lineup. So what does that mean for Yanni Gord? Now, Ryan S. Clark is one of the reporters that has said um, that Dave Haxtell in the media availability right after I left Seattle leading into this week has said that Yanni Gord will travel with the team, but there's no guarantee of where he will be slotted in. He that being Dave Haxtell is really being close to the chest. Even when I was in Seattle about kind of what the protocol is, essentially he's kind of like, Hey, I'm the head coach. I follow the medical protocol. He's in protocol or excuse me, he's uh, working his recovery plan um, and his rehab plan. That's not on me to comment on, but of course he's the one that we talked to. So Either way, I mean, I get where Dave's coming from, but also like Rosa Bone. Speaking of that, Dave has made it very clear that moving forward, he is not going to get into lines. So we're left to what we see in practice, what's reported from practice, again, by folks like Ryan S. Clark, by folks like Marissa and Jemmy, by folks like uh, the Sound of Hockey podcast. So, um, you know, that's John and Darren and Andy, we are going to be relying on some of the reporting that we see there, um, at least for the time being, until we get a good sense of what the Seattle Kraken team is going to look like on the ice. And that's coming up, folks. First game tomorrow. Are you excited? I know I'm excited. Okay, a few other things regarding um, the lineup that I want to get into because in the next segment, we're going to go over Ryan S. Clark gave some predictions. So I just want to let you know what we're, what the lineup is looking like, who's in practice, who's out, all of that stuff. So Marissa and Jemmy reported that Cole Lind with uh, Callie out of the lineup, Cole Lind was the player that was brought in um, to kind of fill that role. And then another observation, this observation I believe came from reporting from Ryan S. Clark, but Yanni Gord on, uh, so it would have been Friday's practice. They, uh, Dave Haxel talked to the media post practice and said that he really wanted to focus on the lines. So a lot of practice was the pairings, the D pairings. It was the lines that he's looking to roll out. And, and Yanni Gord practiced with Eberly. And um, Schwartz. 
So the the Triple J line, of course, right now it's McCann that's centering that line. But Yanni Gord was on with Eberly and Schwartz. It is projected that that's going to be the top line. I know I've talked about it here on the podcast. That has been the most consistent line. I've talked about McCann before. So, but Dave Haxtell made it clear. Don't read too much into those tea leaves, folks. He still has decisions to make. Gord is in his plan and his protocol. Part of that has been working with a specific line. So what that means when it comes to pairings, when it comes to the lines that will roll out tomorrow night in Las Vegas, we have to wait and see. So coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I'm going to take you over to Ryan S. Clark. We're going to dive into, if you will, his projections. I think they're pretty solid. Some things that Ryan made as observations we've talked about here on the podcast. Other things I think are a little bit up in the air. So we'll see how all of that goes. But that's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. But while we have you, I want to make sure that you know about Direct TV Stream. And this is about to be clutch for me. So I'm in New York right now covering the Seattle Kraken. I'll be traveling out there and meeting them on the road when I can. But also, some of you know, that I'm making a move. So getting my TV together is extremely important. I have uh, accounts over here, uh, you know, different logins over there. I have a different, I'll have a different um, cable subscriber in New York than I will when I move to Tulsa. Uh, I'm excited to get some ECHL hockey in though. But anyway, needless to say, I really need to get my TV together. And that's where DirecTV Stream comes in. This is an opportunity without an annual contract to have one device, one type of mechanism, and get all of my live TV, all of my sports, all of my shows for like all the off time that I get, right? But it's all in one place. Don't ever have to get another device again. As long as you get your TV together with DirecTV Stream, it's all about getting rid of the clutter. It's all about getting rid of the confusion and making your TV watching experience much more simplistic. And I'm all here for it. So this is how you can learn more about DirecTV Stream. Head over to DirecTV.com. Just go right over to DirecTV.com. Use your smartphone, your tablet, whatever you got, and learn more about direct TV stream and get your TV together because that's what I'll be doing towards the end of the month. And remember, a compatible device is required and content varies by package. So there's like different, you know, levels of, uh, anyway, head to directtv.com and you'll figure it all out. I'm excited to get my TV together. I hope you are as well. All right. I want to remind you that if you're making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day, and thank you for that, that you should definitely check out Locked on NHL. So obviously this is a Kraken-centric podcast. We have some squad casts coming up uh, with teams that we're going to see on the road. We're talking the Blue Jackets. We're talking the Flyers. And, of course, we're going to talk about the Pacific Division by way of us playing in the Pacific Division. But if there's other stuff that you want to know, I mean, Metro, Atlantic, those divisions really got to keep an eye on, then you have to make sure that you are checking out the Locked on NHL podcast. And the great thing is that we just did this preview show. So 
um, it's going to be, or we have a preview show coming up, excuse me. We did, we did some predictions and the predictions are going to be there for the preview show. So you might get a little bit of a cracking stuff there, but so tomorrow, Tuesday, October 12th from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time, Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark are going to tee up a new NHL season with a look at the key storylines around the league. So it's everything from uh, rosters, uh, fantasy insights, of course, an expansion team. So we want to make sure that you are checking out this preview show tomorrow, October 12th from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Andrew Berkshire, Mary Clark, got you covered. So go check that out as part of the Locked On NHL just getting ready for the season. And so, of course, Andrew and Mary, I've been on their show, Cross Check. Make sure you check it out. Um, all right, but we're going to go over things that you need to know for the Seattle Kraken. And that's why I'm going to take you over to Ryan S. Clark and his predictions. Again, some of this seems pretty straightforward, but there are some storylines that I thought would be interesting, including, as I mentioned, I've called it the Triple J line before. That's Jaden Schwartz on your left wing, Jordan Eberle on your right wing with Jared McCann right up the middle. I've talked to you before and you've heard on the podcast from Jared about he's learning a new position at centerman. It's a defensive position, of course, more so in the way uh, in or more so than I should say a winger position. Jared talked to us. I guess that was after the Everett game about making that adjustment and how that fits into the Seattle Kraken system. That being said, even though Jared McCann is very open so far with us about that this is a new position, I like the chemistry of this line. Jaden Schwartz, Jared McCann, Jordan Eberle, Triple J, let's go! Dynamic line. It has looked like a dynamic line to me. I say if it ain't broke, why are you going to go fix it? We might find out tomorrow night against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the other forward lines as projected by Ryan S. Clark. And so we already have some questions with Ryan's predictions, and he makes an asterisk here. But it's Johansson, Marcus Johansson, left wing, Callie Yarncrock, right wing, with Alex Wenberg in the middle. Now, here's two things that I think are important when it comes to that second line. One is that Wenberg, as we had on uh, the podcast, Wenberg's Got a Baby. Also, thank you to anyone who realized that that was a Tupac reference. Just putting that out there. Um, Wenberg came late to camp. I haven't seen, while I was still in Seattle, that be anything that has been negative or has slowed the progress of him or the team or the line. But it's something to take note of. Wenberg did tell us that while he was waiting for his fiance to deliver their child, uh, that he was on the ice and that he had resources. It wasn't just waiting around uh, the house or the, the, uh, the hospital, as one will do when expecting the birth of a child. But um, it also COVID's a little different anyway, but he was able to get in work. 
And so there was a plan. There was activity from Wenberg. So that's the good news. As far as physically, he should be where he needs to be. Chemistry-wise, between Wenberg coming in a little bit later, Yarncroft not there right now, I don't know how well this prediction is going to hold. And again, you got to read the article, but Ryan gets into that and even pr provides some different things that could slide in and out here for what Ryan is predicting as the second line. The third line also, Ryan gives a few different scenarios that could happen. But right now, on the left wing, Brandon Tanev. On the right wing, Jonas Donskoy. And right up the middle, Morgan Geeky. Geeky had a really good preseason and uh, training camp for my eye test. Donskoy and Tanev, solid. You know what you're going to get there. Tanev is a ball of energy. And again, I really like that Ryan breaks that down, especially how he thinks all of these um, pairings and lines are going to fit into what we now know. I know I've talked about the Kraken identity, but one of the things that is evidently clear that is going to be part of the Seattle Kraken identity is a strong forecheck. Eleni, I'm thinking of you. If you know what I know about women's hockey, then you know who Strong Forecheck is on social media. Anyway, got to always, always give a shout out to my whoa-ho homies. Anyway, so that's really interesting. I get the sense that Ryan feels that these, the, the third and fourth line potentially could be like the energy lines. Lots of energy, lots of grit and, and play here. And that that tracks to what you expect um, moving throughout the roster. Um, but again, some things here that Ryan feels could change. And then you have the fourth line with, and this is where things really get funky. Ryan Donato is who Ryan S. Clark has slotted in at that left wing spot. Then with Riley Sheehan as the centerman and Ryan S. Clark couldn't decide between Mason Appleton or Nathan Bastion for that right wing. And this is where the decision-making is going to come in. And if you check the comments on this article, I thought it was really interesting because, um, you know, toward the end of the article, Ryan gets into how many players the Kraken can hold, how many, what is the breakdown going to be? Uh, you, you know, you're going to have two goaltenders. Um, but what's the breakdown going to be between forwards and defenders? I know that Ryan, when I was in Seattle, had asked um, Dave Haxtell a few times, how is he going to break down how many forwards, how many defenders? And it's all about fit. I think it's really important um, and is uh, was good forward thinking on Dave Haxtell to kind of keep that close to the chest. Because again, you've got Yarncrook in COVID protocol. You have Wenberg just coming back. You have Yanni Gord on his timeline, which last time we heard from uh, the great Italian, uh, <laughs> the great Italian uh, Ron Francis, he said that Yanni Gord, from Ron's perspective, he felt that Yanni Gord was on track to return sooner than what Francis had anticipated what Francis told us he was anticipating is a December return. So what that actually means now, Dave's not telling us. We haven't spoken to Ron in a little while, so we'll see what that means. But that does mean that at least for a time, someone's going to have to take 
those roster spots for Yanni Gord and for Yarncrook. We don't know with Yarncrook's situation, or I mean, we as media don't know, not sure how much the Seattle Kraken know as far as what his situation is. So it's going to make for interesting stories. But the one thing that I appreciated that Ryan mentioned and was also mentioned in the comments, yes, I do read the comments in articles. Sometimes at minimum, they're entertaining but can also be enlightening. And in this case, it's remember anyone that's waived, uh, they have to go through the waiver process. That means that other teams potentially could pick them up. And you got to remember with the Seattle Kraken being in with the Seattle Kraken being an expansion team, some of these guys had to be put on the list, not necessarily because their team wanted to get rid of them, but they had to weigh everything from salary cap to what they were, you know, there's uh, so many different things. So I think it's curious to see, and we'll find out later today, not in time for this show, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll get a sense for what that finalized roster is going to be. Uh, Dave Haxel said he's treating uh, Callie Yarncruck just like an injury, as is uh, deemed plausible in the COVID protocol. Again, you can check that link if you want. Also, Marissa and Jemmy reviews it. Um, so I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. As far as defenders, before we move on, because I want to talk about Philip Grubauer and the Olympics coming up next, but defensive pairings. Now, this is where I think it could also be interesting. Now, I want to say, and you're going to have to read Ryan's article, but I agree with Ryan um, in, in as much as there's a lot of different options defensively. I thought it was interesting that the last time we spoke to Mark Giordano and we might have some of that uh, from our last, one of our last episodes from last week, took a little time off as I was transitioning from Seattle back to New York and whatnot. But um, that Giordano was talking a lot about value added to being able to practice and, and even potentially have people playing on what would be their offside. So lots of uh, shooters, left-handed shooters or left-handed stick players on defense. So I think this was an interesting conversation. Um, we'll see how it plays out, but I agree with essentially what I got from Ryan's piece that there's a lot of different options defensively, but Gio and Larson, I think is a pretty, pretty straightforward top pair. I think that's what we've seen pretty consistently. So between the, the line, uh, the triple J line, as I like to say, and the pairing of Gio and Larson, that tracks with what we've seen most consistently throughout training camp and preseason. So it would also stand to reason that as we go into the first regular season game tomorrow, did I mention it's tomorrow? Did I mention it's tomorrow? Uh, as they go into their first regular season game tomorrow, that they stick with that. Will it change throughout the year? Will injuries impact it? Well, we'll just have to watch the games and see. Make sure you're reading Ryan S. Clark. Make sure you're reading Marissa and Jemmy, listening to The Sound of Hockey, and on and on and on. But coming up next on Locked on Kraken, we're going to talk, and I'm going to introduce you to a new platform you should be following. But we are going to talk Olympics, including why it might behoove you to be listening to Locked on Kraken during the Olympic break. That is coming up next on Locked on Kraken. Okay, folks, 
So before we move on, I have to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team and the only protein bar that I have ever fully embraced. I could definitely snack on a Built Bar week by week, and I do. I tested it. It is field tested. When I was going through the ringer of the expansion draft as well as preseason, Lots of back and forth. Also was covering the WNBA at the same time. Still doing that. It's the WNBA finals. We'll get into that a little bit later. But as I was doing all of that, needed to have a good snack that would hold me over till I could get a full meal and Built Bar was up to the task. I've told you my personal favorite from the nine original flavors is double chocolate, but you've got cherry barcia, you've got orange, you've got strawberry, you've got all of these fantastic flavors, but... It's the specialty flavors that are really where Built Bar is a step above the rest, in my opinion. I got sent to me the, the flavor of cookie dough chunk. I know I've been talking about cookie dough chunk for like the last two weeks. It's because, no lie, cookie dough chunk is my favorite. Uh, I liked the specialty puffs where they had marshmallows in the bar. That was really good, too. But either way, here's what you know you're getting with Built Bar. You're getting anywhere from 130 to 180 calories per bar, all covered in chocolate, four to five grams of carbs, four to five grams of sugar. Um, and it's good, good stuff here. Um, not to mention as far as protein, because it is a protein bar, you're about 17 to 18 grams of protein per bar. So here's what we want to do for you since you are a listener of Locked on Kraken and the Locked on Podcast Network. If you head over to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off your next order at built.com. I highly recommend checking out the cookie dough chunk if they still have it up there. But again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Happy snacking. All right, folks, we're going to keep this party train moving. We're going to keep this party train moving. As always, I truly I appreciate you listening to Locked on Kraken. If you're not already, make sure you're following us on social media at Locked on Kraken. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. And, of course, we are on Facebook. Thanks for those who are watching over on Facebook. Uh, well, we're on Facebook. Excuse me. That's not what I meant to say. We are on Facebook, but I, what I meant to say is thanks for those who are watching on YouTube. We're on YouTube. We're on, we're, we're everywhere. Basically we're everywhere. I have not kept up with chartable. I took a little bit of a, of a breather from hockey as I was transitioning from West coast back to East coast. And, um, so I haven't checked the chartable rankings, but I have seen us ranked as high as 16 overall in hockey podcasts in the United States. And that's all because of listeners like you, I'm still learning my, my way. We are integrated onto YouTube. That's new. It's new for me to host my own show. So I appreciate those of you who are giving feedback and I truly mean it. I can take it. Let's get the feedback. What do you want to know more about? We're getting ready to go into game scenarios. We're going to have a lot of post-game little clips and snippets, video-wise, social media-wise. So again, make sure if you're not already, you are following us on, yes, Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and of course, subscribed and set the notifications on YouTube. 
And part of the reason why I really think you should do this, especially as we get to the top of the year, is because your girl, your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala, here's how you can follow me. I have been accredited to cover the 2022 Winter Olympics ice hockey in particular. And why am I mentioning that on the Locked on Kraken podcast? Because congratulations, <laughs> Philip Grubauer. Philip Grubauer has been selected as one of the NHL players headed over to the Olympics to represent Team Germany. Uh, and here is the headline from Rob Couch. This comes from the fan-sided page specifically for the Seattle Kraken called the Kraken Chronicle. Here we go. Grubauer becomes the first Kraken on the 2022 Olympic roster. Also worth noting that Alexander True, who has been waived uh, from the Seattle Kraken but is still in the system, uh, he has been selected for Team Denmark. So we have two players that have come through and are in the Seattle Kraken system that will be competing at the international stage. Now, this is a massive deal. I come from women's hockey, so international hockey is a huge part of my coverage in learning about hockey. But it's very new for some of these NHL players because the NHL was not participating and did not allow, I hate that, I think it's so, I think it's so dumb, but whatever. How, how do you not allow someone, you don't allow them, as, a, as, as someone from the United States, granted, I just want to put this out there, as proud to be an American as we are here in the United States, you mean to tell me you're not going to allow, you're not going to allow someone to compete for their country? Can you tell I have feelings about this? I digress. Anyway, so I know a, a thing or two about covering international hockey. The game is a little bit different than what we see in North America and in the National Hockey League. Um, I think it's a lot more exciting because you certainly see styles. They really permeate when you get to see an entire team of Swedish players, Russian players versus Canadian and players from the United States. Um, so I think it's exciting. Okay. So we've got Philip Grubauer. We've got Alex true. And that's what we know so far. So team Denmark, team Germany, we will see what happens. Um, also want to give a shout out to Maddie Beneers. And Michigan, we'll see what happens with the U.S. team. I know they've they've announced a few players. It was interesting because um, so Austin Matthews was named as one of, and I don't. That's another weird thing. I, again, this will be my first season covering the NHL, the full NHL season. I usually pop in and out for a few stories here and there. I think it's just so weird. Like I've never seen a national team kind of announced in pockets. That's weird. Anyway, as some of the names for the U S team started rolling out, I think someone in like a group chat was like, Oh, so does this mean, um, does this mean that, uh, Austin Matthews is now the face of USA hockey? I was like, excuse me, but has Hillary Knight retired? How in, how can anyone think, that an NHL player can actually be the face 
of USA Hockey. Now, an NHL prospect, sure. But an NHL player, stop. They don't compete regularly for USA Hockey. How in the world can someone be the face of an entire national team when they don't even play? You can't sit with us. You don't go here. That's all I have to say about that. Am I being a little bit extra? Of course I am, but you should know that about me. I am very serious when it comes to women's hockey and the international game because of my exposure to women's hockey. Anyway, I digress. Philip Grubauer, we are um, going to hear from him a little bit later. I was going to play the clip for today's show, but I really wanted to get into the lines, but we'll hear from Philip once we get a little bit closer um, to the Olympics and we'll get a sense for what that could mean though, as far as we know that there's the Olympic break, but I, at least on the women's side of things, sometimes players that play outside of the United States and Canada or for other teams than the United States and Canada, sometimes we see that they leave a little bit earlier to go to camps. Um, so we'll have to figure all of that out. But thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. And in addition to making sure you listen to the Crosscheck preview show tomorrow, Tuesday, October 12th, from 6 to 7 p.m., we also want to make sure that you make Locked on Fantasy Hockey your next listen of the day. Host Scott Cullen is leaning in on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert in your fantasy league. I need an expert. I'm not really, I had to do an auto draft. I was actually covering a Seattle Kraken game and I did an auto draft and there's some players that might not even play in the NHL that ended up on my roster. You can probably figure out who those are. Anyway, I got to make sure I'm listening to this Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, and just like everything else on the Locked On Podcast Network, it's free. It's available everywhere, and we hope that you tune in. Until tomorrow, when it's game day, I will be bringing out the jersey for tomorrow. Let's go. I I will be all about it. Hope fast, stay true, and let's go Kraken. I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye!